0: Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clarkport River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: Oh, man, yeah, apparently yeah, the SHOT Show isn't the only show in town, and the Cement Show, the big World of Concrete show, is a big deal, too, John. Have you heard about the World of Concrete? Yes, I have heard about the World of Concrete, Aaron. I hey, uh, met
2: a couple of the guys from that conference yesterday. <laughs> you got some bodies you need to bear, and we got a bunch of concrete over here. All right, hey, you know. Hey, get out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but I know a bunch of the construction guys are at, at the World of Concrete show. But apparently, th- those aren't the only big shows in town. That's, somebody, somebody was saying that uh, that yeah, here you have all these tattooed freaking military guys running around. But later in the week, apparently, a uh, bunch of tattooed ladies show up. Uh, now it what's it called is it a v n it is the a v n awards yes that's so is that like some sort of like like a consumer electronics show where they have it sounds like you know like uh like video editing equipment uh conference or something like
2: that not so much really, really? yeah, so, I think that's gonna be the porn star awards yes, it's the porn really that's yes. going on like- so is that why you're
1: actually here? Are you up for a big award? Is that what's going on? Or what? Yeah, it, was, it was best international? Uh, I better not. <laughs> oh yes, let's stop it right now.
3: <laughs> This is
1: a family show. This is what do you think? This is the the, the high school library. We can't be talking about you know well, stuff so like you know,
2: that. I do have a twenty five dollar <laughs> off coupon to get into the AVN <laughs> Awards with me right now. Right oh, you're gonna so. get
1: more out of that than you
2: wanted. Though. I'm gonna That's do LA, a satellite yeah. broadcast for Montana Talks later in the. Uh, later That's going to be solely hosted by the joker
1: for that one yeah oh man uh yeah that's hilarious uh so in the donald trump jr interview yesterday i i'm, I'm interested in hearing it again you know I, I mean we were sitting there having the conversation but he's doing business in montana with a with a montana business and it's really cool so i'm interested in hearing about it If I'm not mistaken, the company is called Cordova. That's the Montana-based company. And they're partnering with somebody we actually talked to last year at the show, which I thought was an incredible concept, Public Square, Public SQ. Remember when we talked with them last year? Basically, they're trying to build a marketplace of – businesses that share your values so you can go and, and shop from and buy from and, and work with all of these businesses that share your montana values uh and your patriotic values and then, and, and then you're not supporting this woke uh nonsense uh and some of these other companies that are trying to stab you in the back
2: and <clears throat> you didn't really you see it i remember last year talking to that gal and it seemed like a great idea last year but now with just in this last year What's happened with all of these companies? These companies have ratcheted this up to a factor of 10. Now you just want to know. I want to know which companies do not participate in this woke crap. Uh, Yeah, I I really, really want to invest with those people.
1: Some of the good news with pushing back on some of this woke nonsense uh, in the attorney general in the attorneys general forum yesterday, The. The AG Reyes out of out of the state of Utah, he was great. Also, of course, we got the best AG in the country with Attorney General Austin Knutson. But Reyes made some good points about these these NACs. Do you remember this yes. this NAC discussion? Yes. These natural asset companies. Uh, anyway, I, I want to talk about that. Uh, plus, let's see what I, oh. The chairman of the, of the Homeland Security Committee, we got to play that for you because I want to get John Jackson's reaction on that one because uh, he he was at the show while I was g- doing that. Uh, I'm Chad be-
4: with the speaker's lobby. House Republicans may hold the majority in the House, but it's Democrats in the minority who control what the House passes. Time and time again during this Congress, Republicans have found themselves with a piece of what's termed must-pass legislation. Three bills to avert a government shutdown. One bill to lift the debt ceiling. And so what the House has done under both House Speaker Mike Johnson and former House Speaker Kelly Kevin McCarthy is turned to Democrats for help. Ironically, a coalition of some Republicans and nearly all Democrats has proven to be the recipe to pass challenging pieces of legislation in the House, often commanding more than 300 votes in the 435-member body. Quote, the American people are frustrated that this do-nothing Republican Congress can't get out of its own way, said House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Quote, it's the smallest Republican majority ever, said Oklahoma Republican Stephanie Bice. Quote, we know that they are a dysfunctional majority. We know that they do not actually have the votes to govern said House Democratic Caucus Chairman Pete Aguilar. With the Speaker's lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News.
0: This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, let's hold off on the uh, Congressman Mark Green interview. Let's save that for maybe the next segment, because I want to run that in full and then get John Jackson's take on it. Uh, Very cool conversation with the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. They are moving forward with uh, articles of impeachment against Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. So um, looking forward to hearing what he has to say. But uh, I I know you're going to appreciate that, John Jackson.
2: Oh, you know what I want to see? I want to see the the members of that committee subpoena the bosses of the different sectors along the southwestern border subpoena them and all of their email uh, and any kind of text communication with headquarters because you 're going to see in those in those communications where d c is telling them to either ignore. Or break the law. They're being given those marching orders from D.C. I guarantee you, and then start subpoenaing people in the rank and file and on down the management list as well, and bring them in, put them under oath. Who, who told you to do this? Who gave you these orders? Oh well, it was you know this guy, right? <laughs> because they, you put it, you bring them in and, and uh, put them under oath. They're going to tell you the truth. So.
1: Yeah. So this weekend in Billings, the Big Sky Worldview Forum has an incredible speaker that's going to be uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. It's a Baylor University engineering professor and uh, is with the Discovery Institute, but he's talking about AI, artificial intelligence, from a Christian worldview perspective. I just used my AI software to to pull up the transcript of our interview with Donald Trump Jr. yesterday because I, I want to see. So yeah. We were talking about this, this company, Public Square, Public SQ. So we're, we're here, we're on Radio Row alongside other radio hosts from elsewhere across the country, podcasters, Gun Talk, everybody here, right? We're, you know, right outside one of the made exhibit halls. And so you get a lot of people that come by and hand you their business card. You know, they want to get on the radio. they want They want to get publicity for whatever their idea is, right? And so, yeah, this Public SQ comes by last year and it's like, okay, cool concept, cool idea. And now... Donald Trump Jr. One of the things he was talking about is how, you know, is how uh, he helped take Public Square, take it public, literally. This this summer they took Public Square publicly, but they are now announcing uh, for the gun industry a partnership between Public Square and Cordova, which yes, uh, a Montana company. So here you go. You got Donald Trump Jr. working with a Montana company to to push back against this woke to provide free market options. So that people
2: don't have to be forced into the woke uh, marketplace, and, and just having Donald Trump on board, Donald Trump Jr. on board with you and promoting your product, telling everybody out there through his Twitter feed, through his social media, through his podcast, and everything that your product is a good place to be and a good product, is just going to you know send you straight through the roof. It, it is a, the best endorsement you could get in that space. So uh, the attorneys
1: general that were at the attorneys general forum yesterday, the whole concept created, the whole thing put together, uh, not only by uh, the shot show, uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, but but really Attorney General Austin Knutson was the driving force behind getting this attorneys general forum going yesterday. But but what I loved about it, the Utah Attorney General Reyes, he uh, you know he he joked about how these AGs up up there from Iowa, from Montana, from Ohio, Indiana, Kansas, I believe, and then Utah that were all there, they're kind of like the Avengers. They're basically like Biden's up to some crazy nonsense or the New York Stock Exchange is up to some crazy nonsense. These men and women get together and they team up and they fight back and they win. And so that whole natural asset companies thing, Carrie White called in from Bozeman with Citizens for Balanced Use. Basically what they wanted to do is allow allow these radical environmental groups – or even foreign countries like China to leverage the New York Stock Exchange to raise money to purchase our public lands and then to lock us out of our public lands. So not only do you have the Ch- communist Chinese purchasing farmland in America, uh, in Montana, thankfully, we passed a law against it. Uh, the Fed still haven't gotten it done because liberal Senator John Tester is a phony and he's he's not actually doing anything about it. But but these these AGs teamed up. And and, and Attorney General Austin Knutson was one of them. They teamed up and they they drafted a letter to the New York Stock Exchange. So it wasn't the Biden SEC that that said, well, okay, we're going to hold off. It was the pressure, the spotlight they put on the, the New York Stock Exchange, that's what got them to to stop their their proposed
2: uh, NAC uh, you know uh, concept. Well, a friend of ours, you know who she is, her name's Grammy Pam on Twitter. Oh, she yeah. has called into the show before. Yep. She has been all over that for weeks and weeks and weeks because she is a fairly wealthy woman, has uh, numerous companies there in Eastern North Carolina, and she was really, really worried about this, was sounding the alarm on this for weeks ahead of anyone Else, and was truly relieved when this finally got knocked down and they they backed up on it but what i told everybody yesterday on the podcast was look knowing leftists like i do this is just a temporary retreat by them trust me when i tell you they will be back if not next year five years ten years from now they have not given up so always be vigilant but the the point they were
1: making though is that when they because ag Knutsen was making the point that that these cockroaches don't like sunlight. Yep, and so, you know, in the private, these private sector cockroaches that are pushing the woke ESG investing, garbage nonsense stuff like that, that are trying to force this on companies to force them to play the game. It's it's important to point that out that there's companies that go along with this stuff because they have to go along with it, or or or. But anyway, they do not like the spotlight. These cockroaches. So when attorneys general like uh, Austin Knutson and others put a spotlight on these guys, because just start to scramble. And so that's where, even just by sending a letter, they're effectively taking action against this stuff and standing up for for we, uh, the American people. Okay, uh, let's play the Congressman Mark Green interview after this, Homeland Security chair, and then I definitely want to hear John Jackson's take. This is where Montana talks
5: at with Lane Nordlund. Partisan disputes that kept agriculture lawmakers from realizing a new farm bill last year are showing up again in a tug-of-war between feeding and farm programs. It's still a fixed pot of money in the farm bill, so the age-old farm versus nutrition program fight continues only more intensely. Ag Republicans and farm groups want more dollars to boost ARC and PLC support triggers, while Democrats want to protect feeding and climate dollars. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst in a Senate hallway interview was asked about Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow's plan to boost nutrition at the expense of ARC and PLC.
6: We need more farm in the farm bill, bottom line, Um, all this little shell game stuff, we've got to stop this. Uh, The SNAP program has exploded. And we can't continue on a path like this.
5: SNAP and other nutrition programs comprise some 82% of the Farm Bill. Ag Republicans argue Stabenow and Democrats must return food stamp funding to pre-pandemic levels.
6: And I, I hope she understands that and that we've got to be serious about coming back to the table and negotiating what's in the bill.
5: But Stabenow recently said this
6: we can get this out if people are serious if if people are serious about it i'm serious
5: about it so the finger pointing continues the old farm bill lapsed in september with an outdated crop support extended one year on my north line
0: Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: Uh, hey, great to have Congressman Mark Green out of the great state of Tennessee here with us. He is the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee in Congress. Yep. Well, I tell you what, it's... Uh, let, let's, <laughs> let's pause that discussion for just a second yeah. here. But first, Congressman, I got to tell you... Uh, I, I went through infantry officer basic training with a gentleman named Frank Walkup, and uh, he gave his life for this country. But this guy was such an upbeat, motivational guy. When we would go on on runs, on, on long-distance runs or cadence runs, yeah. he would sing uh, uh, Chattahoochee. Uh, yeah, I love it. Frank now, Walkup out of Tennessee, and he w- we would do a running cadence. To Alan Jackson's way down yonder by the Chattahoochee. I love it. You know, yeah. and he'd do some Tennessee stuff on top of well, that. Well, I
7: actually went through Infantry Officers Basic and Infantry Officers Advanced Course many years ago. I uh, wondered. 87 or 86 was IOBC. And I think ninety was IOAC. I commanded in the 82nd uh, right after that. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh man, I was gonna say, you know, you've got a a good trim haircut, for the 82nd, that's a little. Long. No, this is
7: this is the longest. I did. I finished the army in special operations, so I grew it out. So. what did you do in special
3: operations? I was
7: in one sixtieth soar. So the wow. sp- the you know the aviation guys that fly the tier tier one guys. I I actually midway through my career went to med school, and. You know, the towers fall, and, and I was in my residency uh, down at uh, Fort Hood, Texas, in the ER residency. And I got a phone call from Special Operations Command that says, Hey, are you the ex Army Ranger now in the ER doc? Yeah, that's me. They said, uh, There's a plane ticket in your mailbox. And uh, I
1: went and uh, interviewed and became the doc for the Tier One assets. Wow, that's incredible. Well, you know, uh We think Fort Campbell, Kentucky, but it's very close there, uh, you know, borders Tennessee. And so Well,
7: it's 85 percent in Tennessee. A lot of people don't know this. The flagpole's in Kentucky, I guess, whoever the senator was at the time. Uh, But 85 percent of the base and 85
1: percent of the people live in Clarksville. My my district. That's right. Clarksville. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a associate member of the Devil's Brigade chapter of, of the Special Forces Association. And so and, and these guys are living legends oh, they're I, great. to be a fly on the wall with these guys. Is so so incredibly humbling. But but they, but they not only uh, provide respite in retreat for for active duty Green Berets, but they also uh, get the sore uh, guys and, and their spouses out there on these retreats uh-huh. in Montana as well. It's so pretty it's, awesome. it's just cool. incredible. Homeland security. I wish we had a little bit more of that right now.
7: Yeah, wouldn't it be great if our border was secure? I mean, we have a wide open border that uh, Hamas and uh, the Chinese and the drug cartels are all taking advantage of. Uh, The result is well over 100,000 dead Americans to fentanyl. Um, The nexus of crime between the cartels and our gangs in our cities now is fully formed. It's a a complete network, Um, you know. Americans aren't safe, and it's because of Alejandro Mayorkas. And we're in the impeachment process. In fact, next, uh, I think next Monday or Tuesday, we're going to mark up the impeachment articles in my committee and then send them to the floor, and hopefully uh, we'll get enough votes and get him impeached. I mean, he certainly deserves – he should have been gone you know, months, years ago, but it, it just takes building the case for some people. And we've done that with a five-phased investigation that took about a year long last year. We presented that in December, and now we're impeaching
1: him. An absolute betrayal of this country, an absolute betrayal of his oath of office. 100%. The Constitution. Yeah. When I think of Mayorkas, I think if, if we were all traveling on a ship across the ocean, and somebody started shooting or cutting floors into the bottom of the ship and was sinking the ship— would that not be uh, treasonous? And look at what he is doing on our southern border. Yeah, right no, 100%, 100%. And it's, uh,
7: yeah, I, I speculate, and people speculate why, why. And I think, well, maybe they get a bunch of people into the country that will vote Democrat and empower them into per- perpetuity. Um, but, I, you know, the other idea that kind of came to me the other day is these are the guys that are for socialism, they want everybody equal. And I think they apply that same reasoning to countries. And so they look at America. This is why they hate America because it's been so prosperous, and they think that's unfair on their sort of social justice uh, timeline. So I think they're okay bringing America down because it, it's unfair that we've been so well. We've been so successful because we've had freedom. Freedom unleashes the the, the innovation of people and leads to prosperity. So what do they got to do? They got to take away freedom, right? Whether it's guns or or fuel or banks loaning to. You know, oil companies or whatever. They have, to, they have to take away freedom to make us all equal and to make nations equal. And this is who they are, I, I, I think. I mean, that's. And they
1: want to transform this country into something else, so they have to tear everything down, yeah. tear the existing institutions down. You, uh, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, our Governor Greg Gianforte came by a few minutes ago. Okay, and Greg's a great buddy. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah I yeah, supported him in his campaign. We while. were there together, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking about this, really, this lawfare that is being used against the gun industry. And it's similar to the lawfare that's being used, the political, uncon- the unconventional political warfare being used against Donald J. Trump and against this country really right now with open borders and bowing down to China. But, but you know, it's interesting that the same lawfare that's being used to target Trump is the same lawfare that, it, that is being used, that has been used against domestic gun uh, manufacturers, gun industry folks, and supporters of the Second Amendment. Uh, department of Commerce at the federal level—that's right—is is even using that perch to try to go after the domestic industry. That's right. What came first
7: was Joe Biden's Education Department trying to get rid of hunter safety education, and I ran a bill. You might recall this, um, and we blasted it out to SCI and Gun Owners of America, and they and the American people rose up. I mean, I did interviews in Alaska radio and Maine, and 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 we actually passed that legislation. And Biden had to sign it into law that protects gun safety uh, classes in high schools, right? So that was their first strike. Now their effort is this embargo. So commerce is basically embargoing the export of hunting weapons and anything that has to do with non-military firearms. Um, that moratorium ends, I think, this month sometime. But it's all an effort to put the, business, put the industry out of business. So, and, and think of the thousands of jobs. Think of the freedom that, that, that's deprived when that happens. So they use the law and they use regulations to try to destroy the industry. It's the same with the banking. You know, the, the banks got pressure from uh, through a merchant account, visa and all that, in order to try to get banks not to loan to gun manufacturers. They got to have a loan if they're going to go make, you know, fulfill an order and make a bunch of guns. Every Across the board, these guys are attacking the gun industry. And it's, uh, one, it's un-American. Two, it's uh, unconstitutional.
1: They're making it harder for businesses in America to do business in America. And then separately, I know, or related, I know Tom Gresham from Gun Talk has been highlighting how some of these manufacturing firms are now being sold to overseas companies. Yeah. And so a lot of them are bailing out. Luckily, in Montana, we just had some really good news in American Ammo manufacturer Brixville Defense is investing 125 million dollars in eastern Montana. So that's a, that's a good news for our state with a, a solid red uh, governor in yeah. the state. So yeah, that, that's right. That makes your, a difference. Your
7: governor is is one of my favorites. Uh, Greg uh, and I uh, worked together my first term in Congress,
1: and so yeah. Dana Lash, National Radio. Yeah, I know uh, well. So apparently, she had her microphone stands confiscated by TSA and DFW last night. Oh my God! <laughs> it's like and, and I was even thinking when I landed at the airport in Vegas and you hear the automatic alerts over the loudspeaker, do not, you know, do not uh, watch baggage that is not yours. All these nine eleven messages. That does that even matter anymore because of this unfettered illegal invasion of, of terrorists on the watch list, of communist Chinese operatives, of Russians that are just coming unfettered into this country? Uh, everything we did, everything you served and sacrificed for, sure. everything that has been done in a post-9-11 environment to secure this country ah, under this administration.
7: Well, I called uh, Alejandro Mayorkas before my committee, Secretary Mayorkas, and he said, this says it all, by the way. Uh, he said, no, I can't come. i got to meet with some Mexican officials. So the United States Congress calls the secretary to it. He says no because he's got to meet with them. This is who they're about. They're more about people outside the country than the American citizen. So you take Dana, for instance. Uh, She could have walked those across the southern border, but tries to fly inside the United States and gets her rights taken from her. I mean, that's what they're all about. That's, That's who this administration is. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're defeated in November, and, and we can get this country back.
1: That's right. Well, uh, Congressman Green, thanks for your efforts. Thanks for your service. And uh, see, I, you by the way, right now.
7: I, I see you have a Sims uh, shirt on. That's right. I'm yeah. a huge. I, I look like a poster child for Sims when I'm fly fishing, man. Well,
1: I was laughing when uh, when we had Governor Greg Forte sitting here. He had a Sims shirt on. Don <laughs> Jr. probably did under his vest he probably he did, had, Yeah, he had a Kuyu vest on. You know, and, <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it's well, it's just incredible. Another the Bozeman, Montana. company. Yeah, I, I'm a big
7: Big Horn River guy. I oh, love yeah. the fly fish, the Gallatin. I mean, I love your state. So, Well,
1: the yeah, the Big Horn. I I spent more time up on. Well, I don't want to tell people where I. Oh date. yeah, you might want to keep that. I was going to say you just uh, you just gave out some secret no horn information <laughs> there, telling people where you go fishing. Yeah, there. yeah, that's you right. You could have just said I fish in Montana. I, you didn't have to say where in Montana.
7: Yeah, yeah, no, the Big Horns. Everybody knows the Bighorns, oh, right? Big Horn. I mean, it's it. amazing. Oh, yeah. Fish per mile, it's just unbelievable and I, I go elsewhere to get bigger fish honestly but uh, when i want to just catch volume
0: this is where montana talks montana talks with aaron flint Hey, this is great. You know, Bill Martinez is here at Radio Row
1: in the media zone at the SHOT Show with us and uh, chatting here during the break with uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. And uh, anyway, Bill, thanks thanks for coming down, saying hello. You got oh, a no. nationally syndicated show. We're we're just Montana, but no, we co- like Oh, come on, way. no,
8: just I no, mean, man. I love Montana. Are you kidding me? You've uh, been, you been to Montana? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the big yeah. sky, yeah, absolutely. Big skies of Montana. No, gorgeous. I mean, and great people. I I just you know, uh, no, I I love the state. It's we nice. should
1: every every uh, so often we should studio swap. You can come to Montana, do your show for my studio. John Jackson and I, we'll go to Florida and hear okay. we'll the show from your studio. Yeah, hey, that'd be awesome. Uh, Either that what it. we
8: ought to do is we ought to connect our shows. I do this with Jeff Carrera from Louisiana. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff or not. Uh, he's got a uh, great TV and radio program, Ringside Politics. And we join our shows together. Oh, and we'll do a segment. Maybe we, ought to, we ought to do that. Let's, do that. Let's I'd, do that. I'd love to do that. So we'll, I'll get you contact information and, and we'll set something up where we can you know, talk about, uh, you know, what's going on. but uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what are you talking about down here? Uh, well, you know, all things, all things political, you know, yesterday was fun with uh, with Don Jr. coming That's in. That's right. You know, I, I don't know what happened, <laughs> if it happened to you. But, you know, um, our show is guest intensive. And so I plan, I have an idea of, you know, who I'm going to talk to, what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interview <laughs> with... Uh, <laughs> And my dear friend, Roy Murdoch, he's a Fox News contributor, great guy. So we're talking, and I'm concentrating on the interview, and I look up and I go, Holy crap. No, excuse me. No, uh, no you're uh, dead. That this this ton, ton Junior's in the seat. No, and and nobody said, hey, he's going to be coming in for an, an interview. You know, so. But what, what a gracious guy! I know that you had yeah, a chance to talk to him. We did. Yeah. He was very yeah. generous with his time. I was I was amazed.
1: But uh, he's just a real uh, down to earth guy, no, and listens to his people because. You know, well, what we we talked about with John and John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, jump in here at any moment too. But what what we talked with them about, we had a lot of politics because Montana, we're going to have the most important Senate race in the entire country this yeah. year, and Don Jr. knows that of course too. But but we, you know, Don Jr. before anybody, you know, even you know knew about the twenty before twenty sixteen and mm-hmm. before you know anybody even knew who Donald Trump Jr. was, they might have known who his father was. Maybe they didn't. He was sleeping on couches just to go hunting in Montana. Wow. He'd come back and go hunting with folks and hunting mm-hmm. with friends, and he'd sleep on a couch if that's what he had to do. He probably could have afforded some fancy lodges, yeah. but. He wanted to be with, with his friends.
8: Yes. So cool. He can't talk to his father in doing a Trump hotel in Montana. I'm yeah. really <laughs> Just <bad> saying.
1: <laughs> the Trump Lodge. <clears> on exactly. The I mean, there's, there's, there's room.
8: Oh, yes. I, can
1: I be an er, early investor in that one?
8: Yeah. Uh, there's mm. plenty of room. I'm sure he could construct a golf course, 18 holes out there, you know. Yeah. A little... little uh, Little shooting facility, a little
1: outdoor adventure. So I, for John, for your retirement. He's a retired federal agent. Oh well, okay. For, uh, I told Dana Lash though. I said he's a retired Fed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. Her, and her
2: husband are like what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They were
4: about to tackle you. I said, yeah,
3: he's a
2: retired Fed. They're like, yes. I said, I am, I am not you. retired FBI. <laughs> or yeah, AGF, right. So <laughs> <It's>, uh, that's <laughs> what you saw him Relax. like, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I, I know John doesn't like any of the FBI. Guys, but I worked with some great FBI guys during my time in the military, yeah. some bomb techs, and more. But uh, but that's yeah. so unfortunate. See,
8: the FBI as a profession has
1: been so tainted.
8: Oh, by destroyed. you know by Christopher Ray. This, I mean, in order for us to get our country back, um, it's going to take a concerted you know concerted effort for people to realize that we got to get back to first principles. This is one of the things that we we've repeatedly said on the show. Party politics has divided our country and this is why you've got such an increase in growth of uh, independence. People don't want to identify with the Republican
1: Party or the Democrat. Oh, look at look at the Kerry Lake story, right? Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah. Right? Well, even Sean Hannity, mm-hmm. he he, sa- he doesn't say I'm a Republican. Yeah, no, he oh, says he's an, an I'm, I'm a conservative or something. Yeah. yeah I, and yeah, I think people they don't they don't want to be because they 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 so despise the party politics and I mean John I I see that from
2: you on Twitter all the time as well. That is the biggest story out there right now. That really you saw I think Jesse Waters was talking about it last night on Fox, but it, that should be blasted over every medium there is. The mm-hmm. fact that you had a a lackey a middleman from big GOP in D.C. Exactly. come and try to bribe a senate a republican senate candidate carrie lake in arizona to not run for office and the woman wouldn't do it (laughs) and right there on tape not even a billion for a billion i won't do it yeah i mean do you know any reps that wouldn't have taken that bribe i mean this woman needs to be Elevated to the highest position we have. That's good. That video is going to happen. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. talk about a political ad.
8: Yeah. I mean, that, that's, oh, yeah. a, that, yeah. that says it all. And, but again, it speaks to the corruption of the whole system and people are fed up with it because here we are, and especially, you know, post COVID, all that we've gone through, uh, J6. Yeah. In fact, I got Jake Lang. He's been, he's been in the D.C. gulag. He's going to be on with me later on this morning. Is he here? Uh, he's oh, in jail. Wow. Oh, he well, still is. Yeah, oh, that's right. Still okay. in jail. So, like, Wait a minute. so uh, from yeah, the yeah. D.C. gulag, he's calling in, and uh, we're, we're giving an update because there's some new evidence, a uh, new polling that came out. In D.C., uh, I think it's something like 86, no, 96% of people live in D.C. believe that January 6th was an insurrection. Okay, so how are these guys going to get a fair trial? They won't get a fair trial.
1: Yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, it's that the the Guantanamo the Guantanamo Bay terrorists uh, were afforded more legal rights than these than these men and women are, exactly. And the grandmas of January 6th even get even get given. It's it's absolutely truth. Donald Trump Jr. actually talked to uh, you know was uh, mocking this uh, this uh, stuff, and I talked about the Reichstag fire that Dennis Prager called out. Yeah. That week, that week, he said, wait a minute, because we I remember there were there were headlines at the Federalist that week when January 6th happened. And they said they already had the documents. The D.C. mayor rejected additional security. Nancy Pelosi in charge of House security rejected additional security. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, it's interesting what what both you guys are saying, too, about about party politics and the growth of people who just don't want to identify Mm -hmm. (laughs) as uh, as this or that. I just was look, looking, scanning through some headlines here. There was a Federalist.com piece, break up the GOP consulting blob <laughs> before another campaign bites the dust. Bill, you've seen it, but being in the media, I've worked in, you know, politics, broadcasting, and the, and the military service, and the consulting class. Oh, yeah. the, the, the consultants for the Democrats made money off of the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax impeachment, but the Republican consultants made a lot of money off it too, and... And heading into 2024, whether a campaign wins or loses, those consultants are chiming in, in everybody's ear. Oh, without a doubt. You yeah. should run. Yeah. You're going to be great. Because they get their cut, they get their 10%, whether your guy wins or loses. Exactly. Well, it, it, you see, the system is rigged against the American people,
8: it's rigged against the Constitution. Is like, again, when it, let's just say, oh, you, you get elected, all right, and you think, okay, I'm going to go represent. You know, my constituency, and you go in with all your ideals, and they tell you on on day one of orientation, you know, what's your number one job? They ask, what's your number one job? They say, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going for this bill. I'm going for this. And they go, "Uh uh-uh, your number one job. Get reelected. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> right? Yep.
1: And, and by the way, your, your first fundraiser is the night of your swearing-in ceremony. That's right. When everybody wants to come to DC and be there for the cocktail. That's notice. right.
2: Brought to you by all the K Street lobbyists. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. a great interview. I don't know if you guys saw it where Tucker interviewed NTG. Mm -hmm. and she got all into that and she said that's exactly what goes on here and she said you find out really fast if i just cuddle up with these people over here they'll throw me a couple of functions over a couple of fundraisers i've got all the money i need bing bang boom i don't have to do anything else and that's why everybody gets compromised
1: well and and all the factions have their various forms of the same thing where Mm -hmm. you know they've got to appeal to the people you know and so yeah it's just that's why like but, you know, we've potentially potentially got a, a wide open uh, eastern congressional district in Montana this year, which is a very safe Republican seat. So, mm-hmm. so the, the the going theory is that any Republican who wins that primary is going to win the general. So, so the primary is, is is the fight. But, but, uh but, but you know, it's it's like at the end of the day, I, I ask every single one of these guys, why do you even want to go back there? Right, you leave your families, you leave. I mean, I am glad that people are you know are willing to step up and do mm-hmm. it, but you know, at best, you are just you know trying to. You're just trying to, you know, plug, you know, plug the holes in the, in the dam Mm that's about to break wide open. Well, again, you know, the mentality of our country and our government right now. I mean,
8: is this the most box checking administration you've ever known? I mean, it's like, Oh, okay. You're a guy. You wear a dress. Check. <laughs> Whatever
1: you You're know. You're the admiral now. <laughs> <laughs> You're
3: the rear rabbit. <laughs> oh, that's that's
1: <laughs> whenever he's with us, it's the most unwoke hour. Oh yeah, okay, I love it. But he's with us for the whole week at the shot show so, so it's totally it's, unwoke. <laughs> it's all unwoke all the time.
3: It's,
6: uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my.
1: That's hysterical. And, we, we, you had a great comment you were going to make, and, and he threw you off. He does that to me all the time. Well, we, we just it goes, goes into the annals. Hey, if I could throw
2: off a national radio guy, I, I, that's my day right there. I...
1: He just That's the box he wants to check. Yeah. For Biden, it's men in dresses and open borders. For John, it's I threw off a yeah. national radio host. Bill Martinez, great to catch up with you. Hey, nice I appreciate
8: the time. Look forward to us getting together. Uh, on my show, we'll, we'll uh, simulcast our interview that. together. That would okay. be awesome. Man. Awesome. And I'm hey, coming you. to Florida. You got
0: you it. Ronda <laughs>
6: Santos shoots down the idea that Florida taxpayers would be on the hook for Trump's legal bills. I'm Tommy Laren. More next.
0: Stay on top of the latest forecast with America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Here's
3: the latest from America's Weather Center.
0: It's Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day.
6: Five inches of rain by tomorrow. Temperatures being 30 degrees above average.
0: With the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox weather podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com.
6: Look, I get that Donald Trump has been unfairly prosecuted and I get the anger many feel about it and I'm with you. But the notion that taxpayers in Florida or anywhere else should help fund his legal battles, well, that's ridiculous. That's exactly the idea some Florida Republicans came up with. State Senator Elena Garcia filed a bill for this year's legislative session that would have allowed the state to dole out up to $5 million to ease Donald Trump's legal bills. Well, that idea was short-lived because Governor Ron DeSantis threatened to veto it right out the gate as he should. You know, I get loyalty to Trump, but the thought of a state handing out money to a political candidate's legal defense fund is pretty ridiculous donald trump after all is a billionaire and he has a giant grassroots movement behind him so i feel pretty confident in saying he can handle his own affairs as he should i'm tommy Laren and you can watch my show tommy Laren is fearless at outkick.com
0: this is the montana economic minute
3: everything seems so normal in 2019 the economy wasn't without problems, but the roller coaster ride of the economy that came later gave us a new perspective on how good it was. And the down-up cycle of the economy gave us a new phrase, before COVID. Many things changed, of course, and now that the pandemic has eased, many of those things have changed back, but not all. E-commerce spiked up sharply, for example, but its share of retail sales has fallen back to its pre-COVID trend. Even inflation has arguably fallen back, at least as close to its pre-COVID rate, and so-called COVID migration to less populated states has fallen back. But other changes have stuck. The high rates of people working from home, for instance. Fears of infection of ease, yet more than 25% of all day's worked in the U.S. economy are remote. That's a huge change from pre-COVID fraction of less than 5%. The spending of the federal government has persisted as well, with deficits routinely surpassing a trillion dollars in the economy that needs no stimulus. I'm Patrick Barkey.
0: Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business. Dillon. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Clint. All right, coming up in the next
1: hour of the show. Let's see. By the way, if you missed the six o'clock hour, uh, Paul Green at a Harden, Montana. He's the the new uh, head of the Montana Department of Commerce. He came by and joined us in the six o'clock hour. Great catching up with him. uh, He's a rancher in the Hardin area. He's got some economic development background, served in the Navy. Uh, If you missed it, that's going to be on our Montana Talks podcast later this morning, if not already there. So check that out. All of our audio, by the way, all of our coverage from the SHOT Show will be on the montana talks app all four hours all three days so uh great audio to go back and listen to john jackson the joker from twitter i know we got just a quick few minutes left here as we wrap up this seven o'clock hour back in montana six o'clock hour here in vegas for the shot show uh let's see i'm gonna have uh, so the indiana attorney general the current attorney general of the state of indiana apparently he's a great guy he may be dropping by here later this morning. If we don't catch up with him live on the air, given everything we got coming for our listeners, we'll catch up with him after the show. But uh, he, he had a great comment yesterday. They were talking, and, and it was exactly the point that you and I have been making, is that – so here, when we talk about the woke ESG nonsense that they're trying to push push out gun, gun manufacturers, ammo manufacturers, gun businesses, et cetera – he says this is really about the left. You know, He says this is no different than what they're doing what, where they're pushing this radical transgender movement and, and, and everything. And I'm glad he said that because the lawfare that's being waged against Trump, the lawfare that's being waged against the gun industry that started way before the lawfare against Donald Trump is the lawfare that we're seeing in every other sector. These, these conversations that we had yesterday with the governors and the AGs about guns, you could take out the word gun and you could put in – parent teacher conference. Yep. You can put in oil, gas, climate change, coal, whatever. Yeah. It's the same strategy. And so he he had the big picture of this is really about what the left is doing. They're trying to transform oh. this country into something else.
3: Oh,
2: yeah. And that's what uh, the instructive thing about what happened down there in Texas with the razor wire and the SCOTUS decision, it wasn't about the razor wire itself. It's about them standing up and saying screw you to DC and then having that that coalescing moment where you can get all of your you know, so many of your Republican governors out there, so many of your Republican AGs out there to then okay, we see somebody brave enough to stand up. We'll stand up with them and fight. Get everybody together. So now we all realize as a group we can all stand up together and fight together because if you're just one, the Wolf Pack can take you down. Yeah, that's
1: right. And that's why you know this rock-solid crew of AGs who were at the SHOT Show yesterday, led by Attorney General Austin Knutson, that's how they're leading this fight. Because – they're outgunned by the by the private sector lawyers you know they'll show up in a courtroom and you'll have 10 lawyers from the ACLU and you'll have Perkins Coie in there you know with their $500 a half an hour charges coming flying into Montana from Seattle so so they have got to team up and work with they've got to have the lawyers that work for the AG in Montana and the lawyers that work for the AG in Utah and the lawyers that work to team up to fight back and that's what they've been doing so effectively here uh, on you know pushing back in the NACs and ESG and more the Indiana AG he also said, you know, when I got elected, he said, I, I thought I was going to be, you know, a wingman with President Donald Trump. And so because Trump was was president and then, of course, Joe Biden got installed instead. So he says, I, I come in as an attorney general thinking I'm going to be the wingman here for Donald J. Trump and fighting for freedom and all these other things. He says, instead, uh, we're the last line of defense against lunatics, was the line he said? He said, "I thought I was going to come in. We're going to, we're going to fight for freedom here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to tackle crime. But instead, now these AGs are the last line of defense against lunatics because that's was the, the, the Joe Biden, John Tester regime straight
2: up." lunatics I, th- I thought that was a great line he used oh nutbags absolute nutbag lunatics we've been saying that god Aaron, on your show for a year yeah. I And mean, we've been saying that same thing forever that using those those very same terms and we had a good friend of ours on our spaces the other day niz nelly she made the absolute point is that the system is not screwing around anymore and 2024 that's it I mean, we. Of course, you've heard that your whole life. This is the biggest election. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no kidding, this is it. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah. will not survive another four years of the Joe Biden regime. He's got to go. Now, another AG
1: found a bumper sticker while he was cruising through the shot show, and it talked about a hundred million armed Americans. If we were. Coming up for the rest of the week right here with Montana Talks. We're going to take you statewide. We're taking you to Las Vegas for the SHOT Show, the world's biggest gun show. There's a ton of Montana businesses that are going to be down there. The governor's going to be down there. The attorney general's going to be down there. Plus, it's kind of a who's who of the military, law enforcement, veterans, you name it, politics. So it's always great to see who we run into, who we get a chance to talk with on Montana Talks. Montana Talks, live from the SHOT Show statewide, 9 to 10.